This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Tuesday, the 20th of December. Justin, three in five Australians plan to cut back on spending in 2023. The main cause of concern? Well, that's increased energy bills. Get this one. The average household energy bill is expected to rise by $700 by mid-2024. Say it isn't so. (laughs) Brett, carmaker Kia has signed a three-year deal to the NRL. And we're talking 10 million bucks to sponsor Thursday night games. And they become the first car brand to sign a multi-million dollar deal with the NRL since the old Holden. (laughs) Three lucrative stories today, Justin. Let's do it. For our first. David Jones has been sold to private equity investor Anchorage Capital Partners. Uh, Nice Christmas present for private equity crew, Brett. (laughs) What is the story? So David Jones is the 184-year-old department store known for, quote, the best and most exclusive (laughs) goods. But Brett, despite the best and exclusive things in store. The business has taken a major turn over the past eight years. Yep. Back in 2014, Woolworths South Africa acquired David Jones for over $2.1 billion. But now, a private equity investor named Anchorage Capital Partners has acquired David Jones for what could only be described (laughs) as peanuts. (laughs) Justin, the final price isn't known yet. It's expected to be between $120 and $130 million excluding the assets it owns like the Burke Street store. And it's just another example of a private private equity company picking up a carved out business. Yeah, so what's the key learning here? A carve out refers to a business strategy where a parent company sells out of one of its business units. For Woolworths, they've carved out David Jones because David Jones didn't fit in with their broader strategy anymore. And Brett, carve outs are often great investment options for the right buyers, such as private equity funds. These are generally still good businesses, but don't fit into the parent company's value proposition. For Woolworths South Africa, they picked up David Jones with the goal of expanding Expanding it into food with David Jones's food halls. Which, despite its delicious food, <laughs> it really struggled to gain traction. They also wanted to expand David Jones across the whole Southern Hemisphere. Which also did not work once Woolworths, you know, realised this would require a region-specific approach. So a private equity firm like Anchorage Capital may just show David Jones some love and sell it in a few years for an absolute monza. Yep. For our second story, Future Fund, Australia's sovereign wealth fund, is looking to change its investment style to get into riskier asset classes. Our future is literally in their hands, Brad, so this is bold. (laughs) Tell me more. So Australia's Future Fund is a sovereign wealth fund that was established in 2006. Now, the goal of this fund is to strengthen Australia's long-term financial position by investing in a broad range of assets. Think cash, think property, and even a tidbit of private equity. And Brett, Future Fund is not small. We're talking $193 billion under management right now. But given the Future Fund invests the Australian public's Mm -hmm. the investments are generally quite conservative. But now, the CEO of the Future Fund has said that the way global markets operate is at a turning point. And that means... Well, that means the Future Fund needs to overturn many of their previous investment assumptions. And it's time to move up the risk curve to get better returns. So what is the key learning here? The risk curve is all about the trade-off between the risk and the return of different investments. Typically on a risk curve, the x-axis, which is the horizontal one, that represents the risk level. And the y-axis, which is the vertical one, that represents the expected return. So Brett, if we're talking about a 90-day US Treasury bill, that's generally considered a very safe investment. Which is why the return on this investment is extremely low. Whereas investing in a brand new startup is generally considered a very high risk, but can also lead to enormous returns. See, the Future Fund has now announced that they've lifted risk in their overall portfolio to try and get better returns. For our third and 
final story. Twitter has announced it will ban links to other social media services and suspend accounts that try to link users to other platforms. Twitter trying to become its own little walled mm. garden, Jazzy Boy. What's the story? Okay, so we all know that since Elon Musk acquired Twitter, he's really shaken it up. People fired, teams disbanded, mm-hmm. features changed. And now, Brett, Twitter has announced a new policy that it will suspend tweets and accounts that try to promote its competitors. We're talking links to content on Facebook and Instagram, as well as links to content on Twitter alternatives like Post. And this policy will also be enforced against linking bio services like Linktree. Which basically let individual users share links across multiple platforms from one single profile. And this is all part of Musk's attempt to stop people leaving Twitter. But the the real losers here are the creators. So what is the key learning here? Companies and creators are reminded once again to keep their destiny in their own hands. Becoming too reliant on social media platforms makes creators susceptible to changes. And it's not only creators, Jazzy Boy. It's also advertisers and brands and, of course, those link-in-bio companies. Now, Brett, we know that social media platforms make changes to their platforms, algorithms, and policies all the time. And each company, creator, or link-in-bio tool is just one change away from potential Essentially, having their business taken away from them. Case in point, in 2018, Facebook changed its algorithm, but this led to a drop in reach and engagement for many creators mm. and influencers on Facebook. This Twitter change has already caused a heap of controversy, so it'll be interesting to see how long Elon Musk actually sticks with this new change. Yeah. Fluxam, Thursday the 22nd will be the last pod for 2022. And if you have enjoyed the pod this year, then the kindest gift you could give us, what is it, Jazzy Boy? It's a five-star rating and a nice little review too. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.